Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? and get your vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. We're so excited this morning. We have a really special guest joining us for today's show. It is Lane Moore, who is a writer, comedian, actor, performer of all types, and author of How to Be Alone, who is about to take her show Tinder Live on tour. Welcome, Lane. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Hi. Big tour ahead of you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting ready emotionally, mentally, physically, and not really physically. I'm not really doing anything physically to prepare for this at all. I'm just like, <laughs> last night I just ate a pile of ice cream. Like, this is my Rocky moment. Like, that's really it. Me too. I'm glad you're here. I also ate a pile of ice cream last night. I know so exactly what you mean. While watching The White Lotus, are oh. you watching? Ooh, right. Yeah. Okay. So you're watching. Okay. So, so quick side note about uh, White Lotus or however long you want the side note to go. It can go. Like, I love this show. I'm obsessed okay. with it. It's my favorite thing that's happened in a long a binge, time. But you guys can do spoilers. You, I, you should, you should catch up now because there's only two more episodes. So like you really only be waiting like a week. Okay. Good to know. So, okay. My only take on the White Lotus is that, um, so I do, uh, on my Patreon, I do a um, horror movie blog where I like write about horror movies and things like that. And um, I have written about The White Lotus for this month. Now, it is not a horror movie, but in my opinion, it deeply, deeply is. It is so unsettling. It has haunted me since yes. I have seen it. Yeah. And there is some sort of death that we are told about. And I like make, but it was funny because I, that's what I was doing yesterday as I was writing this month's entry. And I was like, look, I know the White Lotus does not claim to be a horror movie. However, here are the reasons why it so is. It is so weird, but I'm watching. It sounds haunting. It also, I think, like is about to take a dark turn because like, yeah. like you said, we know there is a death. That is not a spoiler. They reveal it's it in like the first. Yeah. And there's only two this. episodes left. So like, Oh my gosh, it is such a great show. I agree with you that it does verge on horror. Like there's a lot of like uncanny moments that are like that are intended to deeply unsettle you but are also highly entertaining and just like you can't look away. So like Steve Zahn's penis, which I was just <laughs> not expecting and like oh I, no one needed it and I love Steve Zahn, but I did not need to see a random penis and the reveal that it's Steve Zahn's, but all right. Yeah, oh god, it was just, just a disembodied loose, Amanda. It's just loose. It was just a disembodied penis, and then oh. you found out it was Steve. Well, yeah, Brown. it's with the. It fits with the trigger plot. wording. It does fit with the flies. Yeah, it's it not. Does. It's not like a gratuitous thing. I, I never want to see a dick on TV. No, you don't. Right. What about in? What about in sex life? Are, are you? You know the dick in sex life? Did you want to see that? I have looked it up. 
Um, <laughs> is that the scene that everyone reacts to on TikTok? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I it's it just up. like you That's have to different. just see like in a museum sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It is. Like world's largest dick. Yeah. It's yeah. like Natural History Museum 2021. This is what everyone's heard about. The oh. Dick Museum. All right. So, well, I feel like I'm about to put in a request for a personal day. I have a lot of TV yeah. to watch. <laughs> two two big dicks ahead of me. Wait, Amanda, I do just want to, I you will be like with, you will, you're about to be like with everyone getting to the finale. So like yeah. that's the most exciting thing about these HBO shows is like watching it with the world. So, although I'm going to miss the last episode because I'm going to be away, but I'm going to have to figure that out. You're going to um, have to figure that out. You're definitely going to get spoiled. No, this is great intel. I'll definitely, I'm ready to catch up. We're ready to dive in. <laughs> you're going to love it. There's like all this economic oh, commentary or too. you're going to watch it. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's going to be one of those two because I don't know if I love it. Like, to be honest, oh, I, I know love if it. I do, but I'm watching it. But, but, but I guess that's it. It's an event. Yeah. It's a television event. Right. No, it's still right. an yeah. event. The cast is amazing. It's a horror show. I think so. It's just so unsettling. I have a hard time with like things that are just really unsettling and there's no like release. That's all the only like, I don't hate it at all. And I'm still watching and I want to see the next episode, but it's hard to watch a show. That's just like, totally. This is really a lot. I love it because even while it is unsettling, like in terms of the dialogue, there is a lovely setting. So like you're looking at like the most beautiful hotel and like I can never really be in that bad of a mood when there's like palm fronds everywhere. And they know that. Yeah. They know that. That like, (laughs) yeah. Like, of course, it's like watching Big Little Lies kind of in that way. Oh, I absolutely compare it to that. Yeah. But what I think you will really appreciate, Amanda, about it is the, the the like economic commentary that's like subtly underlying the entire thing, which sort of like yes drives some that's of the unsettlingness. So yes, that's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah, I mean, you guys just used the word um, unsettling with no release, and I feel like that is an excellent pivot to talk about the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to start the show today with a topic our listeners have requested, and I am happy to indulge, which is just how we're all dealing with the collective rage about returning to COVID protocols because the anti-vaxxers, shocker, turned out to be anti-maskers who let COVID mutate into this deadly contagious variant that is circulating. We all live in New York City. Our mayor just said, please wear masks after the CDC said, please wear masks inside. I mean, Sam and I touched on this a little bit with our co-host Caitlin last week, but Lane, you captured this kind of shared emotion so well in a recent tweet. Even before the CDC asked us to resume masking outdoors, you referenced this like collective trauma that we're all feeling as jobs and socializing just resume, but we've all like none of us, none of us are okay. And none of us were okay even before things got really out of control this past week. How are you feeling? How are you coping? How yeah. is Lane more? <laughs> it's 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 been hard, and and it's like it's interesting because every time I've like I've I've tweeted something like that, um, I always feel like I'm the only one who feels it because there is a large. I think what it is is like I've noticed for me personally, like the pandemic impacted me so severely on every single level, like most of my living is as a live performer. So it's like, it impacted everything. Like I was supposed to tour with Tinder Live last year. I was supposed to start right at, at March. So like, I had like hundreds of tour dates that were just canceled. And like, oh my God. I lost a bunch of people who were close to me who died. And like, it just like, I got, I got hit 
16 ways. And then I watched so many of my friends and like, whatever, they've seen me post about this. They know how I feel about this. Yeah. Um, who weren't affected at all. And, and so many people were saying things like, oh, we're all having a hard time right now. And I'm like, okay, but some of us fully still have jobs. Some of us haven't had anybody die. Like, why are we saying this sort of blanket statement? And then watching people for the last couple of months just say like, oh, it's over while I'm trying to like rebook a tour. And a lot of my venues have straight up closed. So they've like lost the arts community. Um, so many of these venues like had to hire, um, like had to fire everybody. So now they're like working with like one person and like, it's like, I guess it was just because I have, and I know there's so many people who have shades of this, but you know, this is my personal reality with it. We're like, I'm watching that. Like, it's not magically going to snap and be over. That's just not what's going to happen. But then feeling really gaslit by the rest of the world. That's just like, don't worry. It ended. And I'm like, my industry, like, also like the music industry like i was supposed to put out my band's second album last year like that's not gonna happen for a while like watching when when your industry has been hit really hard and you're you've lost your job you've lost all these things lost people close to you to have people be like aren't you excited it's over and have friends in your life be like oh i'm so excited this annoying little thing is done that's not true for so many of us and it's so bizarre so it's always been nice to to tweet stuff like that and you know there's always like a pang in my stomach that's like what if everyone's like ugh, that's not how it is it's fine it is over yeah but no it's a bunch of people being like actually i feel it all the time why is it why are we doing this and i'm like all right good i actually had someone say to me yesterday like the worst thing about the pandemic was you know besides the besides the death and the sickness but that was like truly an aside um was how people became so judgy and there was so much judgment from people oh that i see where this is going i was literally just like (laughs) that was the worst part i was like oh but like so you dealt with judgment but then there are people who like lost their lives their jobs like they're did you deal with judgment because you denied the pandemic reality because that's what it sounds like to me thank you and that that was another thing because like the reason that comment was made was because like whatever he had gotten in like a little bit of a chat, a group chat tiff or something with someone who said like, they're not sure if they should go to something because like they don't want to continue to infect other people or whatever. And he was like, I'm leaving this because it's too judgy. And he was like, he was like, well, I don't understand why like I can't do just like what, is good for me and they can do just what's good for them. And like, that's what they were trying I was to literally, do. <laughs> and I'm literally, I'm like, I'm like, because that's not how public health works like at all. And it's just, it's like, okay, if, if the, if the big thing that bothered you from this pandemic was that people were judgy, you probably like didn't behave. Right. Correct. Safely. Or, yes. And, or you, nothing really that bad happened to you. And you're just an asshole because even if nothing that bad happens to you, you like literally don't have any thoughts about other people and how this is like the worst sacrifice you could make is like not going to something or wearing a mask or or like a judge. Do you want to be a woman? Yeah. Do you want to be a queer person? Do we like, like, should we, should we, I'm just assuming this is the way. Like it was so bad because people judged me and made me feel like an asshole. It's like, maybe you are. 
You know, like, like, we're, she's yeah. never been judged in her life. What an amazing life. What is happening like, to you? Also, just like, okay, I'm sorry that judgment is like the biggest problem for you in the global pandemic. No, totally. I mean, like, if you if you asked me what I <laughs> would I rather keep all my tour dates, not lose a ton of money, not lose a ton of work, not lose a ton of my relatives, and instead just be mildly irritated in a group chat, I'd pick that. Yeah. Right, well, just I want to like, ask you. I want to ask over you. It. I, I want to ask you about that because as we talked, like we're here to talk about your tour to promote it, but also because you're in this really interesting position. As you know, we were promised, you know, around spring, like vaccines uh-huh. are looking good. CD says take off the mask. Wow. We're going to be July fourth is Freedom Day, and now here we are staring down another. I can't believe we're here again, where people are are second guessing whether they can gather at all or starting to implement, you know, restrictions. Are you just, so do you feel like you're on top of a building and the wind is about to, I mean, I, maybe you do now cause I just said that, but <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is like how many cities are you supposed to go to? Oh, uh, like 30, 30 yeah. something like that. I mean, you know what? I've, I've spent the last, I've spent the last, you know, almost two years now rebooking this 20 times, freaking out a million times. Like, like so many yeah. performers have, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do the best I can. If I have to wear like 15 masks, like right. I wear 15 masks. And the good thing is like a good chunk of them are in August, but a good chunk of them are in September. And like the way this is going, like we just, it seems to change every week. And you know, it's like, it's hard, but I also know like I got vaccinated as soon as humanly possible. Yeah. I like, and still that person who's just like, please stand away from me. Like mm-hmm. I, I've been super, conscientious of it so it's like you know i'm like all right i'm gonna do as much as i possibly can also like i'm traveling most of the wor- most of the country in a car with one other person who's also bad yeah. so it's like it's not yeah. like it's not like i have a tour bus of 60 right people, we're gonna <laughs> spread it through like you know what i mean like i'm like i am low on the on the on the totem pole of that and i'm on a stage so it's yeah. like like if it's a matter of like i don't maybe i don't know it's like it's just something i can't even conceive of for the 50th time but um yeah yeah i think at some point like it does just become like okay i have done everything that i can do i'm vaccinated and i will continue to be as safe as i can like by staying outdoors and masking where needed but like it's not on like us to isolate anymore at this point more isolated than like and and yeah than really than most people I know, to be honest, yeah. I have so many people who, like went back home to their parents, right. went to another uh, city, country. Uh, sh- I have friends who shacked up with like four different random partners and we're still sleeping people during the pandemic. Like, I'm right. like, I can't be any more concerned. I've, yeah. I've been pretty much the rule. Yeah, and I'm sure you're still, you know, like, yeah. trying to have things be with all vaccinated people to the extent that you yeah, can like all my, control all my that New York have been fully vaccinated so i'm just right. like I'm, yeah. i've done right. all the and it's, the, it's just, we've yeah. done what we can do as individuals now it is Correct. up to like the government and businesses to cover like the slack and say yeah. like everyone here has to be vaccinated you can't come in unless you're vaccinated and then yeah. that will hopefully like because the, the truth is like it, even though breakthroughs do feel like they're sort of everywhere, they're actually not as prevalent as they are feeling. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's like backed up by the data that the CDC just came out with. So I think like if you are mostly around vaccinated people, the chance of being around someone who has it is 
pretty low. So Especially if you're wearing masks, if we're going yeah. back to masks, I'm all for that because I Same. know that's the one thing that like when we when we stopped wearing masks inside, I was like, feels too soon to me. Right. Yeah, I, I felt weird. I'm like, you know what? Just you don't need to see my face inside this building. Like it's just it's not necessary. And it's um, been so long of 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 wearing them that just suddenly taking them off when it wasn't and again that that felt part of the gaslighting to me too where it was like yes it's over take it off but i'm like no. i don't I, no. well, like, like i didn't like want to wear it anymore i do find it very uncomfortable but like oh if, absolutely but like also like wait like i'm walking into a place for how long like how right. long am i spent i'm I, I i mean i'm saying this as someone who does not work like a service job inside yeah but yeah, yeah. but um i don't mind as a customer like right wearing it tem- like a little bit for- i feel like this is like now yeah. the vaccinated like we're letting a- we're letting them know how we really feel about masks like people are trying to be like i fucking hate the mask no of i hate that they wear, make my but face. it's their fault that we have to keep wearing right, the mask like nobody's still thrilled like you know many of us have had horror horrible side effects such as chin acne no yes. one's happy about this <laughs> it's <laughs> hard to breathe <laughs> it's hard to breathe what's what's so absurd is that just like why I don't think this is ever any of this will ever like be resolved is because the communications, the health communications and the science communications are just so botched the whole time that no one really even understands like how much masking you need for it to work. And like almost two years in. Right. It's insane. How how have we not received the census? And then you have like the guidance that it was like the, the, the guidance before this guidance, which was that like people who are, vaccinated don't have to wear masks inside but like what made anybody think that the people who weren't going to get vaccinated were the ones who are going to like wear the masks inside like you like do who what world what world that's yeah that's what i've been wondering lately because like part of me wants to be a little like soft on the cdc and like okay the reason they said take the masks off is because they really wanted to incur like the issue is that we keep thinking that using a carrot for the anti-vaxxers will work like they if they don't want to they hate masks look at them they hate masks so they will definitely get vaxxed if we tell them to no they're not going to wear masks either way so my question for you too is do, do you think yeah. that we should that some of these cities and some of these jobs should have done vaccine mandates even sooner? But but they're not. I just feel like what I've seen. So, OK, <laughs> one of the biggest things I've seen um, from doing Tinder Live lately is like I'm seeing these profiles that are anti-vaxxer profiles. Right. Oh my God. And they're yeah. so vehement. And I, I, I bring that up because it's like, there is nothing, like I've seen these anti-vaxxer profiles. I've, I've just heard them talk. There's nothing that would make them do it. Like they would sooner quit that job that made them, man- like it's just that much of a hard line for them. They would not. So I, I don't think there's anything that could sway an anti-vaxxer. Even like there was someone in my own life who I came to find was an anti-vaxxer who was not like close to me, but I was like, I listened to talk for a couple minutes and I was like, ah, like, but there's literally nothing that, that I could, that I could even, and like, I I know her pretty well that I could say, or that anybody could do, like, she would just move. She'd be like, I'm going to leave the country then or something like that. And I feel like now people have made such an identity that they feel like they have to defend it. And now that you're right now, they never will. Whereas like they started out just wanting to be a little antagonistic, but now that people are like, no, you're truly wrong. You're truly wrong. You need to. They're just doubling down to like defend and not admit they were wrong. 
it's like not an argument anymore. Like one of the things I saw when like New York City started doing shows again and my venue was like, everyone has to be vaccinated. And I was like posting up the show on Instagram and some commenter was like, well, I want to come, but it says you have to be vaccinated. And I was like, it's 2021. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, like performers want to perform. Venues want to do things. This is the only safe way to do it. Are you kidding? Like, you can't keep having this conversation. I, as right. an audience member, feel safer going to a Same. show, your show, Same. because if, it, if a show requires vaccination. So I feel like it goes both ways. Another, another interesting point is this whole like FDA like the people who are waiting for like full FDA approval. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than the emergency use authorization. And it's like, okay, we could solve this problem by reading and understanding <laughs> that like emergency use authorization does not mean the same thing as experimental. It just means no, you're allowed to use that. it in an emergency. And it's just like, okay, I, I, this is, I don't even know where to like go from here. I'm sort of reaching the point where I'm like, I mean, it's a weird place to be in because I, I personally did not have anyone close to me pass away, but it sounds like you did. So it's like weird to be at this place where it's like, I want to be like, all right, fuck them. Let them go. These people that won't follow the rules. But like, obviously. Fortunately, mine was not. Mine was not COVID. Yeah. Oh, got it. it. Yeah. It was just during that. COVID. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't like I had someone who like refused a vaccine and like that wasn't my, that wasn't my situation. Yeah. Um, so yeah i mean and that's it like it also really sucks though to be in that position where you're starting to think well yeah like, i don't want to feel that way but then it's like i think that was what was hard for me and what's so hard for so many of us is having had like a, a tweet a while ago that was something to the effect of like trying to get everybody vaccinated is like the worst group project ever because totally. of exactly what you're saying where it feels like a group project in sixth grade and you're like yeah. Tammy didn't do her assignment and now I can't do mine and we're all going to fail. Like it right. just. Yeah. But you can't do all the work yourself. You can't. Mm -hmm. It's literally impossible. You can't. Right. And that's, I think the thing, like I remember when, when the pandemic started and, and those of us who kind of saw where it seemed like it was going, I remember one of the replies that I would get a lot on Twitter was just like, listen, why don't you just do what you're going to do and I'll just do what I'm going to do and everyone will yeah. be fine. And now we're a year and a half later and I'm like, that didn't work and we knew it wouldn't because the science was already in place that said it would not. Yeah, also, right. we've had pandemics people, before as a society. What's happening? People don't understand public health. They don't understand like that it's not the same as personal health. Right. And like there's nothing that you can do on a personal level other than follow the public health guidance to stop yourself from getting it or from being like a part of the problem like it it's not just about whether you get it and it's like you we all have to partake but like you said this is a problem that could be solved by reading i'm a comedian i didn't know about public health but i read like three things and i was like oh that makes sense we all have to do this exactly do you guys right. did you guys see that like viral video a couple weeks ago of like the carnival ride falling down and half the carnival ran to hold it up. And I just thought like, this is literally what happened, what's happening right now. But what anti-vaxxers are doing is they are choosing not to run up to the ride and, and keep it from falling down. Correct. But they just think like, oh, I'll wait till FDA approves it. I don't want side effects. But like, actually what you're doing is you're letting the whole ride collapse needlessly for years and years. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. 
Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. I guess we'll talk about Matt Damon now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good change of topic. And with that, Matt Damon. Yeah, exactly. Matt Damon, I mean, before yesterday, I would have said definitely vaccinated, but after this, who knows? He threw a little wrench in it. Whenever anybody does something like a little off color now, I'm like, totally. maybe, maybe he's yeah. not vaccinated. Uh-huh. So today we got to talk about Matt Damon learning in the year 2021 that the F word is a gay slur when he says it. Brian, our co-host Brian, who's gay, is not today. I don't know what I'm allowed to say, so I'm just going to say F word. I'm queer. I'll, I'll okay. Okay, those. great, great. <laughs> I can't represent the whole queer community, but I, you do have a, a, Excellent. a person here. <laughs> Excellent. So Matt Damon, he's currently promoting a movie called Stillwater. In a Sunday Times profile, which I cannot read, it's paywalled. I, I tried many different browsers. I tried to get the full context, everybody. I could not. It's impossible. And I wonder if the Sunday Times did that on purpose. They're like, we're just going to give people these little quotes. Maybe they were just like, he's too big of an asshole. We can't let this get anywhere. <laughs> I mean, the title, the the headline is pretty douchey. So the title of the profile is, Is Matt Damon the Last of Hollywood's Leading Men? In the profile, the 50-year-old actor volunteered that it wasn't until his daughter told him that he understood that the word was not a cool thing to say as an insult. I'm going to read the full quote. The word that my daughter calls the, quote, F-word slur for a homosexual was commonly used when I was a kid with a different application. I made a joke months ago and got a treatise for my daughter. She left the table. I said, come on, that's a joke. I say it in the movie, Stuck on You. I tried to find the script for Stuck on You this morning. I did not. Nobody has ever cared enough to put it on the internet. No. (laughs) So um, then he says she went to her room. he's a leading man. Hollywood's last. The last leading man. Maybe not anymore if you can't say his favorite word. (laughs) So he said that his daughter wrote him a long, beautiful treatise on how the word is dangerous, and he agreed to retire it from his vocabulary. Now, Damon has, um, he has three daughters aged 15, 12, and 10, but he also has a 23-year-old stepdaughter. He did not identify which daughter wrote this. I kind of hope it was the 10-year-old. I think it was the 15. I would say it was probably the 15-year-old, but I mean... So many questions. So many questions. Now that we're seeing how many daughters he has, he's so the guy who says, like, I really respect women. Like, I have daughters. If I had daughters, I totally think women should maybe be equal or in that range. (laughs) Since I've had daughters, I've stopped using slurs against gay men. (laughs) No, but he had it. He had had it 15 years and a treatise. So, no, uh no. Am I alone in in that I thought that we had all collectively years ago moved on, all understood that this word was not something that straight people use as a slur? 
here's the thing. We all, we all knew that. Like, so there's so many things about this that, that uh, make no sense to me. Um, one of them is, listen, when I was, that's the voice. Listen, when I was a kid, we used it for a different reason. Yeah, you used it to mean you're a loser because gay people were called losers. Like, where, where are you kidding me? Like, right. we, we know what it was. This wasn't that long ago. You're not a thousand years old. Um, but also, like, what are you doing? Like, back at all, it was hundreds of years ago. Like, no, it was the 80s or 90s. Um, he said it in the also, movie Stuck on You. Right, and he said it in the movie Stuck on You. Which 2003. Has seen, but <laughs> it's like, but well, we knew it was a problem then. It's just that, and my whole thing was like, because this is what I realized like last night after I like read all these quotes, is that he's not saying, um, he's not saying like we didn't know it was problematic. Like his quotes all sound like that was my favorite word in the '90s, in the 2010s, in the 2020s. I was gonna use it for the rest of my life. It was the only word I wanted to use. But then my daughter was like, "Dad, don't," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh. Like he's. It, it's not like. Oh God, we didn't realize that. That's why we were using. Like, there's no. There's nothing in that interview that makes it sound like. No. Oh, God, I didn't realize the implications of that. Of course, like. No, it was just like my dumb daughter. She yeah. me to get the one. The yeah, there's like there's like a weird follow up quote, which, like I said, I can't. I, I'm not gonna buy a subscription to the Sunday Times that I'll end up paying for for years and years. But apparently, at one point in the interview, he said, "I understand it's a fair point. Anybody should be offended by that behavior." And I don't know if he was like, I, I sense that maybe the reporter was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's like a bad thing to say." And then it was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." So he says right. he's like, "Anyone should be offended. Fair point." But he's like, "It took my daughter." sobbing and running away and writing an essay for me to stop saying but also that just tells me you have no queer friends you have no queer friends totally you have, no have queer friends you only hang out with and that's like i can't i can't i think that's i think that's what so many people are Reacted calling out like in 2021 you have never read anything you're friends with zero queer people and you work in hollywood and you live in hollywood like and you repeated it. You didn't even have enough shame to keep that to yourself. Or right. like he, you said, kids. he sounds yeah. like he was kind of proud of it, actually. That's what I'm saying. Like I learned. I <laughs> like I, I learned something. Right. It's right. like, what else doesn't Matt Damon know? <laughs> right. It's like there are other men. spinoff podcast, what else doesn't Matt Damon know? <laughs> yeah. Where the three of us get together and get. Oh, my God. I feel like a lot. Like, okay. <laughs> that's a let's 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 like let's be honest like there are definitely some references that if he didn't understand them I or know them I would be like okay like I get that he like I understand he may not have been right. aware of the implications of x y or z thing but I feel like I, tower. I just don't understand with no internet whatever right but I feel like that particular word was like put on the shelf like 20 years ago that's what I'm saying yeah long ago so long ago. That, we like, do. where has he been for 20 years? I mean, maybe not in Boston. <laughs> I don't know. Fair. Right. Our data points about Matt Damon is that he is from Boston and Ben Affleck is his best friend. So no, my mom is from Boston. And he was she stuck on you. Yeah. She recently told me something homophobic she used to say a lot. And she was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. There was like, there's like in Boston, there's like homophobia that's attached to like 
this is this is going in a different direction that's like attached to like the abuses of boys in the church that's like weird i i think it's all connected in this essay i will but yeah, yeah. i mean 20 it's definitely Boston been has like an interesting set of- like he never said it in front of ben affleck and ben was never like dude you can't say that anymore i don't think i don't think ben affleck would would say would be like dude you can't say that anymore there's That's no true. way he did because because yeah. this is the first time matt damon's ever thought about this in his whole Completely. life so and yeah Ben Affleck for at least yeah. 85% of his And life. the fact that he didn't, what's most telling about me is not, not even just that he's saying it all the time, but that he did, he wasn't even that self-conscious or ashamed that this happened, that he like even no. hesitated telling the reporter. He was like, That's yeah, like I, you said, he was like, yeah, just, I guess I can't say this anymore. But, and there have been like straight white men that have had interviews like this where they, I'm trying to think of an example where they say like, oh, it's annoying how we can't say this anymore. And right. I don't agree with them, but it's a slightly new development for the mainstream like this is not a good example but maybe if somebody didn't know now that like you shouldn't say master bedroom like i wouldn't like that's a little new i ax- i will tell you i i accidentally said master bedroom the other day and i like so, was like oh no i can't so that's a little newer and that's where like if somebody was in a magazine sounding off about that we'd all be mad but for a different reason this is just right. so crazy like this is so crazy yeah. it's like he's talking about the, it's like it's i mean it's it's almost n-word been, obviously i mean i don't want to do a spectrum of like offensive slurs but it's senseless it's well it's also just like it has been used to bully lgbtq people like obviously you know specifically specifically gay men but you know it can be across the board really um for so long and it's just like oh wow you just really don't care like how many people have been so traumatized I, I just, yeah it's totally it's too many levels it makes no sense and, and just the emotional it's like lol my teenage daughter had to do the emotional and literal mental labor, labor of writing a goddamn treatise before i would agree to never say this again it's like does your daughter really have to take time away from her goddamn childhood yes. to tell you why you can't say this come that on her 50 year old hollywood billionaire father who has no gay friends i guess like Honestly, that's the, so wild to me you gotta try hard to not have any gay friends that long in hollywood i feel like I get. I, yeah, it seems like almost impossible. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I just yeah. There's it's it's like one of those things where it's like at first you hear about it and it's like no, I, it felt dark to me immediately. Totally, I can, totally. Make, I can make jokes about it, but it's just like immediately you're just like this is really upsetting. Like it's not and and not in any sort of like only because you you explore what that must yes. mean, and that right. is really upsetting. It just is because it's not only what it means for him. It's like also like okay. I wouldn't have been like, oh, you know, Matt Damon must be really out of touch. Like, I, it's actually kind of surprising to me that he wouldn't know that. So, like, what else do these other people, not just what else does Matt Damon not know? It's like, what do, like, a lot of people not know who are in his position? I don't think, though. It's, yeah, it's suspicious. I don't suspicious. agree. I don't think he didn't know. And I think that that's why... Um, I don't think he didn't know. I think he didn't want to let it go. I think he, he didn't, didn't want to let it go. Yeah. And that's why it was like, oh, when I've okay. been talking about it online and stuff, like, that's how I've been, that's how I keep framing it in my head, where it's like, it's not like, oh, no one told me. Oh, my God. It's more just like, I want to keep using it. I love <laughs> it. And people are like, please stop. And he's like, all right. If this many people, my daughter wrote an essay. Yeah, exactly. I guess I'll kill it. <laughs> I just get a full court campaign. Thanks, thanks to his daughter. Thank, thank you, thanks to thank you to this daughter. I mean, at least his wife is raising, is helping him raise some incredible daughters. Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Now it's time for our Buzzworthy News segment brought to you by Dame, putting buzz in all the right places. Their toys for sex are making the world a happier place, one evolve at a time. So today's Buzzworthy News headline is that Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over its decision to release Black Widow on Disney Plus as well as in theaters. She is alleging a breach of contract. So my understanding is that Johansson's compensation for the film was tied to box office performance, which her team claims was depressed because of the choice to release via streaming, of course. They say this cost her up to $50 million in lost earnings um, and that Disney is profiting exclusively from the streaming sales. This is apparently a breach of her contract, which promised an exclusive theatrical release. So the company has responded um, with quite an interesting claim. They say that the suit has no merit, but they say this is, quote, especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of, co- of the COVID-19 pandemic. The company also noted that Scarlett has already made $20 million from the film, I guess, if that's supposed to keep her quiet. Her agency has fired back really strongly, of course, noting, importantly, that Scarlett Johansson did not just star once in The Black Widow. This buildup to this film is part of her sort of like 10-year relationship with Disney and Marvel, and it's more its more than that. She executive produced this film, I believe, in Disney's worth, an estimated $122 billion. So originally when I saw this, I, I tend to roll my eyes at Scarlett Johansson just because that one time she was like, I should be able to play Asian characters. But... It seems like what she's doing is kind of an important move, especially for performers and their relationship with streaming services moving forward. It's very Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I also just want to point out that if there's $50 million at stake, Scarlett Johansson is much more likely to pay taxes on that than Disney Corporation. (laughs) So just from like a public good standpoint. Scarlett Johansson should get her money. I just thought that was such an annoying clapback. It's like, well, she's already made twenty million. That's if- yeah. What the fuck? Like, like you? Oh, you already made twenty million. Like, you want like- more, but they're, they're getting more. Right. More. Yeah. It's like, just, I don't. I, I don't. It's like let me take that. That doesn't entitle. That does not entitle them to her twenty million. To her fifty million, just because she already made twenty million that she deserved for acting in the movie. That made a ton of money. Yeah. I also am not a huge Scarlett Johansson person, but um, I am so outraged on her behalf. If it were me, I would just be like, I don't know, throwing things around. (laughs) And I I saw the same thing was happening with um, 
what's her name, Emma Stone, yeah. or, she was in the same situation. And it's like, I just don't understand, like, yeah, I, just, I, I don't I don't understand this whole, like, if you're gonna pivot in that way, like, why couldn't you have just reached out to the actor and be like, you know yeah. what, COVID's really hitting it hard. We're gonna do a streaming release. We're gonna renegotiate the contract and here's how this will look so that it benefits everybody. Like, it, I, that would make sense to me. I right. read that they they were like they had they, they had already spent like so much in legal fees to like do to to basically like renegotiate these things, and it's like okay, well that's like your job. That's why yeah. you're worth 122 billion dollars. Like, if you like it's too hard or it's too expensive is not really an answer when you're worth 122 also, billion dollars. They also didn't they like lay people off? Like, could did Disney get a PPP loan? Disney. <laughs> I'm sure Disney got sure a PVP loan. There's sure. like oh, zero God. chance Disney did not get a PVP loan. No. But didn't they like lay off people at their parks? Am I spreading a rumor? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they definitely did. They definitely and did shut like, down some things. Open, like through the pandemic. I think. Well, I mean, I'm sure that's through the reason. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's the reason they're fighting this so hard is because they know that if if she is successful here and I, yeah, Emma Stone is now like potentially going to do something similar with Cruella, if she is successful here, like that's really going to change. I mean, in the future, I think we're going to see more, more big blockbusters on streaming services, which help them by increasing their subscriber base and questions will arise if, if it does so like proportionally to how much they're paying talent. Mm-hmm. I also want to call out Disney's like bullshit, like sympathy um, fishing response that it's like especially sad and distressing in her like disregard for the COVID pit. It's as like, if Scarlett Johansson okay. wanted to shove them all in theaters with COVID. Like, right, right. No, not only that, but like Disney is in so many different lines of business that they're so diversified that like, and they like that it's not like Disney is going to go under or has like any chance of going under because of the pandemic, because they're, in all these digital businesses like it's actually kind of like wild that they it's would like that, yeah that they would make it seem like she like it's somehow her fault that they then had to deal with this and she shouldn't be paid for it it's like you are you have the capability to deal with it it's very frustrating yeah that's true they like sort of like offloaded their pandemic costs onto scarlett johansson by not paying her super frustrating yeah. eager to see the outcome there that was our buzzworthy news segment brought to you by dame to fill the buzz you can try dame for yourself by visiting dameproducts.com sup i would suggest the palm p-o-m it's small it fits ergonomically in the palm of your hand or somebody else's hand whichever your literal pleasure you can learn more and take the quiz to find out which vibe or product will be the perfect fit and of course all new customers will get 15 percent off their first order at dameproducts.com sup that's d-a-m-p-r-o-d-u-c-t-s dot com slash sup on that note lane where can people learn more about tinder live your amazing tour what what goes on in the show really quickly and uh, where can people yeah. find out if you're coming near them yeah absolutely um so tinder live i go on my dating app on a projector screen and we swipe through my profiles in real time. So like the audience is seeing the profiles and they choose whether or not I swipe right or left and talk to the weirdest dudes we can possibly find, which is like almost all of them. Um, (gasps) And it's like, it's super kind. Like we're not, you know, we're not being like, this guy's ugly. It's like, we're being like, oh my God, this guy identifies as a vampire and lives as a vampire. We're talking to the vampire. Um, and then I talk to them in, in a character who's like even more ridiculous than they are. Um, 
And all the all the tour dates uh, are at lanemore.org, or uh, you can also go to uh, Instagram and Twitter at hello lanemore. Very cool. Do you swipe it in the city you're at? Yes, and I swipe cool. along. So that's also a really cool thing to be able to be like, okay, I'm in Boulder, and now we're swiping exclusively through Boulder. So it becomes this like, oh my god, that guy's my cousin, or like my friend dated him, or like, or oh. they could be there. That's so or, fun. Or you could, you could, some girl could see her boyfriend on the screen. I mean, it's never happened that they've told me. If someone has gone home and confronted someone, I think that's awesome. You're definitely going to encounter some people. I mean, you're going to a lot of spots, so you're going to encounter somebody that stormed the Capitol. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see how you handle it. Just go to, like, Texas. If, like, CNN, and they're like, here's me storming the Capitol. Look at this. I was on CNN. It's so cool. (laughs) Incredible Texas or something, and like yeah, and I'll be in Texas, West Virginia. Incredible, and it's lanemore.org. Yes, lanemore.org. So exciting. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duperman. I'm Sammy Sage, and this is the Betches Sub Podcast. Bye, bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.